Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. Okay, everybody, Brandon's getting a lot older, so we definitely need five seconds of silence. Brought to you by Smarticle. Okay, here's the headline. America is aging into a housing crisis for adults. Oh, no. A new Harvard report highlights the housing challenges facing a fast-growing demographic amid the broader U.S. affordability problem. This comes by the great Sarah Holder in Bloomberg, Brandon. Yeah, I, th- I think she lives in, the c- in, in your beautiful home city, San Francisco. Oh. If you look at her, I think her LinkedIn or Twitter page. By the way, who's your favorite Bloomberg employee of all time? Oh, I think we know who that is, Mr. Tom Giles. Correct. Mr. Tom Giles. We do love Mr. Tom Giles. I, uh, I, it's hard to, I can't get a read on this. Cause it's not, nah, nah. She's an urban reporter, which I find kind of interesting. And this is sort oh. of the Bloomberg it's called, I think it's called like city lights, which I think is interesting. They took it from uh city lights bookstore or whatever, but they write on urban issues, which I, I find great. I think that's cool. Can't give them a mocha meter because not really sure it even matters. It's data. Yeah. It's pretty much straight data. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Brad. Hey, you can still manipulate data. And you oh, can boy. still be right, biased about go. data, but I'm just saying. Right. He says that with his tinfoil hat on. Here we go. <laughs> By 2034, the Census Bureau projects that the U.S. will be home to more than more people over 65 what? than under 18. Oh. Finding safe and affordable housing for this fast-growing segment of the population is becoming an urgent task. The number of households headed by adults over 80 is expected to double by 2040. There are more people dying than being born, even as more Americans are living into their 80s, 90s, and beyond. In 2020, the share of people 65 or older reached 17%, according to the Census Bureau. By 2034, there will be more Americans past retirement age than there are children. This is my favorite stat, Brandon. With an average age, 10,000 boomers turn 65 each day in America. We're going to talk about retirement and old age, but here's my question. I know, Brandon, that you have grand plans to move into Del Boca Vista when you retire next month <laughs> Phase at, the, two. Age of, Phase at two. the age of 75, which, by the way, is next week. But what the <laughs> hell is everyone else going to do when they retire, Brandon? Gosh, you know, these these when you read these retirement articles, they're, they're kind of depressing. I had basically two takeaways from this, okay, and they both weren't really related to any of the data of this article. I mean, okay. it seems pretty clear that the boomers are getting older. And what do we do with any group of people that's that's really large? We're going to have more problems if there's more people. That that just seems I like I thought a great you were going to come on and say we take them behind the barn and shoot them, but go on, <laughs> take them out on the ice flow and just let them yeah, float away. That was where you were going to go with this. It, we are in a, in a very interesting dilemma, and I and it, it didn't really talk about this in the article, and maybe that was the point. They were just talking about straight data, but they did this, say they did talk about. She wrote and they talked in this Bloomberg article about what people were doing, moving into smaller apartments having roommates in their 80s to augment. You know, a lot of times they interview people that had gotten divorced late in life, so now all of a sudden they don't have the home they were in, and they're like, I got to get a mortgage again. Like, what do you... Basically, we're talking about the financial uh, structure of all this. Like, how does an 80-year-old pay for a place? The the question I would ask, and this is a real question... Oh, oh, here we go. It didn't even get mentioned in there. I I went back through it. I was like, did I miss something? All right. Where are the families of these people? Like, well, back America, bro. I know, bro. And that's my point. I know you're going to be, this is not one of those ones that I think it could be fixed. 
This is not Job Corps. This is not, uh, you know, Uh-oh. no corn in the You have no plans to fix this? I, oh. I think the yeah. plan seems very simple, but I'm not going oh, to I'm not going to get in with you you're about- You're not going to propose anything here on well, the Smarticle Podcast. Uh, I guess I am proposing, but you're going to say it's never going to happen, so oh. I'll just put it out there. Okay. When you get, I don't know, say 80 years old, would you have any expectation of one of your three children taking you and yes. your wife in? You do. Yes. You do yes. have that expectation. Yes. I mean, okay. I don't have that, but I wouldn't mind. No, no, I don't no. And, but it. I, but I think that in generations past and in other parts of the world, that isn't a yes. plain expectation that you don't have these worries about where people are going to go. Because, for instance, as you know, I live on a palatial state in oh, Asheville, geez. North Carolina. Where the black bears come yeah, through your backyard. All right, back. okay. But I want when my daughter is of marrying age to have children, I would love for her to take the house, and Corey and I would move into that. We have a downstairs in law. Oh, what okay. I'm saying is that. That would be one way of solving the problem. Where are the families in this? So you're now condemning your daughter to your house. Do you ever take anything seriously? I is just the say, question. What about her just going and living her own life? No, I'm not condemning anything, bro. I'm not condemning anything. I, I think it's a very American ideal to say. And it, it was a lot of this was these boomers, too. They're just as responsible for it as anybody oh. else. They want to move wherever they want to move in the country. So no one, like they were saying, oh, the, the cost of housing is so high. I'm like, well, buy a house and don't have an expectation that you're going to be able to move into another house in three years. It's like that person that buys a car yes. every yes. three years. I'm like, well, yes. that's that's a rich person's mentality. If yes. you're a person that's of a certain income and you buy a house, that house is generational. I'm yeah. saying I want to leave my house to my daughter. I want yeah. her to take it and then she'll take They were saying, oh, the upkeep of houses is very expensive for these boomers. I'm like, where is your effing family? And the sort of subtext of this, too, you mentioned is that a lot of people have refinanced their house when the rates were really low and now they can't get out. Like you, my dad almost had paid off his house because he yeah. went there and lived in it for 30 years and had a mortgage. Boomers just refinanced and live lifestyles. It like, yeah, they're screwed. Yeah. And, and that's why I it's not that I don't have I don't it's, it's not that I blame lots of people make mistakes and, and financial mistakes and, and it's hard. But I do think that we have this mentality that we're all supposed to be rich and live beyond our means. You know, it's like I read some article once where it said that in the United States, we live at 125% of our income on average. Yes. And in China, they live at at, uh, 20% of their income. Some crazy number. I was like, they just save everything and we save nothing. In fact, not only do we not save anything, we just spend beyond what we have. So I guess that's the point you're trying to make, which is like they get into these situations instead of buying a house that's affordable that they pay off and they can live in with their family. They just live beyond their means. So just a practical application of that. I have some friends who are like siblings or their parents were Chinese immigrants and they live out Uh in the sunset and they live like in squalor, like a one bedroom, like studio with four kids so that they can save money to buy another house or whatever. And that to me is like, that's no way to live. No. And I think that there's gotta be a happy medium in there. Yes. And I think that there, uh, we, we don't, you know, that's from a place where, hey, if you didn't do that, you'd starve yeah. type mentality. And I get yeah. that. But I think that if you're worried about just having a home and that yeah. there's no government going to take care of you, then you got to do that. Okay. So back to your original thing, because you you started with the word expectations. And mm-hmm. I think that's a great word for this, right? My mom was very lucky. My dad worked for basically two companies, both for 20 years each. He worked for the YMCA, got a pension. Then he worked for Citibank, he got a pension. So my, he's now dead. My mom basically has two pensions and social security and lives a great freaking life. She doesn't have to worry about anything. 
I don't think that's most Americans. My in-laws, on the other hand, are older. They're fine financially, but they they can't make the decision about where they want to move. They cannot live in their big ass house forever. And they're almost stunned as to what to do. They're paralyzed about making a decision. Well, unless, unless honestly, unless one of their children wanted to move in to their big ass house and take care of no. them. No. Well, nobody's going to. But that's my point. That. That's my point is they have this beautiful big ass house, but nobody wants to actually live where they live. Everybody yeah. wants to do what they want to do, so they're stuck. No, but my point is their expectations. I, they're almost frozen, and I think that's the, the boomer yeah. issue. They're frozen as to what the future is going to bring. Well, one of the things the article said was that people want to stay within their own communities, and that makes sense. They have totally. friends, and they have totally. socialized totally. and everything. And so some of these things are like, and again, it goes back to my idea that if you live with your family, you don't have to worry about that. Because like if... If I lived in Asheville and my daughter yeah. took over the house and I lived downstairs with my wife in the basement and we helped, by the way, we helped with her children and yeah. we did all the things that families do. I, I just think there's this missing element in America that families can help each other and we don't. I love when you talk about I'm fictional grand. man. I love when you talk well, about that. Dude, I, anyway, you're I, I joke about this often on this article podcast, but I'm telling you it's true. At a certain age, maybe it's like 79. I am building a wooden canoe and all my friends are going to line up on the beach and I'm going to give them flaming yeah, arrows. Right, right. And I'm either going to row to Hawaii and escape or a flaming arrow is going to hit my boat and it's going to burn. That's what my because dad said he was going to do. And then he gripped with a figure. You know, yeah. If you've ever been to an old folks home. So my, my yeah. wife's parents put one of their parents in an old folks home. Mm -hmm. It is worse than any horror movie you've ever. No, seen. it's horrible. Horrible. It is like, I do but that's, never want to go to because, that. That's because ultimately at the end of the day, no one wants to take care of the seniors. No. No one. No. I mean, so if you had, let's just put it this way. You want to wipe your gr grandma's butthole? My my brother had to do that for my dad. I did at it for my end, dad. That's my saying. It's like, you know, at life, that's what life is. At, at the end of the day, that's what life is. We, yes. we have to take the good with the bad. Is yes. That, yeah. You know, at some point, your children will have to help you. That's all part of the deal. Okay, so get off your family high horse for okay. just a second. Here's one thing. Do you think the government, the, the numbers are staggering. We could go on for days and just talk about the number of old people in America. Right. Do you think the government will ever step in and say like, okay, we've got to design no. cities better? No. So we're all on our own. No, yep. I think we're on our own because part of the idea that allowed the boomers to do what they did was the innate selfishness of America. Yeah. So well, we say, hey, I want to live wherever I want. Well, look, dude, if the government's going to step in, you're going to have to go where they tell you to go. That's yeah. the deal. And people don't want the bummer. that. But I don't know, man. It's like, I, honestly, I feel like eventually in like 10 years or 15 years, we're just going to start throwing old people in the gutters. <laughs> just get off. I'm, it's, I'm not joking. I, but I guess, I guess in some ways, the way I look at it is the conversations that our generation, I'm just sort of crust right under the boomer generation. I'm an Xer. You're an Xer. Ooh, and, you're not a boomer. I thought you were a boomer. No, not Damn a boomer. It. Not even close. You're not? No, not even close. <laughs> Uh, you're such a. Has dick. anyone ever called you you're a such a dick? No, <laughs> I haven't. Anyway, uh, you. So, I think our generation and the generations after. I, I don't know. I can only speak about Xers, but that we have conversations with our kids. Do you ever t sit down at the table with your kids and talk about your old age? Uh, yeah, sure. And what do you say? I usually talk about the things I want to do. I want to be in community theater. I want to go right, be a. Have you ever? Wow, look at you announcing yeah. here. There's breaking news.
news break on the on the Smarter yeah. Podcast. Yeah, Larry yeah, yeah, wants yeah. to be in dinner theater. Yeah, oh, Five, five, screw. I love it, dude. You're going to be an actor. That'll be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to get yeah. up there and wear fake beards and stuff? Yes. Nice. I also think I'm going to go back to law school, get my degree, and become a, a public defender. I love that idea. But yeah. let's have a real conversation. Okay. If we talk with our kids at the dinner table, at some point, B, your daughter Brennan is 15, going to be 16 soon. At some point, we start having real conversations. Yeah. I remember my dad, and I can only speak about my dad. My mom died relatively young. My dad didn't want to talk about any of that stuff. Yeah, and I know. put a I know. huge burden on us to figure it out for him, especially me and my older brother, where, you know, it was like, what the hell, dude? I mean, I get it that it's hard, but we're all going to die. I yeah. want to basically set it up for my daughter, Maple, that she's not, that she's going to have to do stuff, but she's not going to have to worry about, like, what my what my desire. Like, I'll tell you right now, this is your breaking news. On the, uh, this is how I want to go on this article. I do not want to be buried in a cemetery. Oh. At all. I want to be okay. cremated. I want, right. you to, I want you to. Thank you. I know where I want my ashes to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to direct that. But I don't. what I'm saying is my dad didn't even do that. He didn't even tell us what he wanted done. He's like, put me in a Viking longboat. Shoot. I was like, okay, dad. Cool. And maybe we'll shoot you in a rocket to the moon. But we're, we're probably I, not going to do that. I can't wait for to dinner tonight at the Doble House where you sit down, seven-year-old <laughs> Maple. And they're like, <laughs> hey, Maple, eight. I got to. Eight years I old got on some good Wednesday. news. Happy birthday, man! I got some great news. Uh, I want to be cremated, so Dad's going to die soon. I know you're only eight, and uh, I'm either moving to Del Poca Vista to become vice president of the Community Condo Corporation, or I'm moving in with you. I can't wait for tonight's dinner. I, I think you, you know, I think that you know the the part about you've taken once again, you've taken a very serious <laughs> issue that many people struggle with and turned it into a big joke. Ha 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 ha! Funny, Larry. Ha ha! Maybe at dinner theater. Your whole shit could be making fun of old people. That will be your your one at your one man play will be talking about how old people suck and they should all die. Right, and I'd like to thank you for talking about your dinner conversation with us today on the Smarticle Podcast.